Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. But I just said to my parents, I'm not going to college. I'm going to go be a rock star and all that. And they they gave me a plane ticket. They said, we'll buy you a car. Oh. Okay. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Tammy, you ever tried out for something? You ever auditioned for anything? Uh, hmm? Yeah, I did. Did you? Did you get it? No. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I auditioned for a couple bands, and uh, I know exactly where I lost them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the fact still remains, I lost them. I have here, and again, it comes from the seven days and 70 seconds at the bottom of the hour. I always do that first. It says, March 4th, 1993, 400 hopefuls show up to a London studio for the chance at being part of a new group. It will be called the Spice Girls. Okay, that's fine. Now, there's a lot of also stories about people trying out for boy bands and things like that. We have a very good friend, Dave, whose son is actually part of a, or at least is practicing, with what could be a boy band to be. Really? Oh, yeah. He got to play on American Idol and all uh-huh. that. Yeah, he did very, very well. I think it was America's Got Talent, now that I think about it. Geez, now I got to call him because I'm not sure. But anyway, I thought it would be interesting to go look at auditions of famous groups because they weren't sort of from the beginning. You'd like to think that the groups were always together, high school friends, played in a garage, but that's not the way it happened. As it was, a matter of um, fact, what's that? Build a group. That's right. You go to the mall and you go to build a group. In 1968, Geezer Butler places an ad in the local newspaper saying they need a singer for a, quote, new type of band. The notion of heavy metal was really something new unless you were really into a tremendous underground. Well, Geezer's older brother apparently answered the door during the time frame that the people were supposed to come. And he walked in and said to the three band members, uh, there's this thing at the door. Should should I let him in? A thing at the door? He, the brother, was greeted at the door by a skinhead (gasps) wearing a brown gown and holding a chimney sweeper's brush in the other hand, uh-uh. he uttered, hello, I'm Ozzy. And the rest is history. Oh. They basically took him for what he looked like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, And that's happened again. Mick Mars of Motley Crue, according to Tommy Lee, uh, he and Nikki Six were looking for a guitarist. They hadn't even gotten a, a lead singer yet. But they were looking for a guitarist, and they placed an ad, and Mick Mars shows up. Before he even walks in the door, just on what he looks like, Tommy said, that's the guy. <sighs> That's the guy. And luckily, he was very good. Here's the one we're going to play. 
in the Hollywood Reporter magazine, trade magazine, 1965, Madness, auditions, folk and rock and roll music singers for acting roles in new TV series, running parts for four insane boys ages 17 through 21. Want spirited Ben Franks type. I don't know who Ben Franks is. I don't either. But they want spirited Ben Franks types. Mm -hmm. Have courage to work. Must come down for the interview. As a matter of fact, you can find their original auditions on YouTube because they become the monkeys. Really? That's where that came from. Ah. And and by the way, it's such a fun little piece of trivia to say that Charles Manson tried out for the monkeys. He actually couldn't have. On the day that the auditions took place, mm-hmm. he was in prison. So couldn't have done it. It's the monkeys here on Rock School. Okay, we're talking about times where people tried out. And by the way, we have not only successes, but we have some times where famous musicians or who would become a famous musician later tried out and it didn't quite work. Oh, we've got failures also. Yeah. Do you know the Pixies? Kim Deal. Yes. Kim Deal basically did exactly what the pitch said. Quote, band seeks basis into Husker Du and Peter, Paul, and Mary music. Please, no chops. Does that sound to you like they're basically saying we don't want somebody to come in and play, you know, jazz type stuff? Uh, that's the way you're taking it, that's right? That's the way I took it. I, it's kind of like they want, dunk, 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 dunk. That's it. Don't come in here if you can play a million you know, notes a minute. She showed up and had no idea how to even play the bass so she shouldn't have got it but 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 Mm -mm. she also knew a drummer named david lovering she had met at a wedding reception they were also looking for a drummer so the pixies took them both and badonk there you go oh wow they were formed uh let me give you another one before we get out of here dun 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 Dave Grohl answered an ad to play with the band Scream. Mm-hmm. Cobain was dragged to the audition because he didn't want to get rid of his regular drummer. Six weeks later, Grohl was invited to Seattle to play with Kurt Cobain and Chris Novoselic. The set was live on radio station KAOS and halfway through, Cobain just announced without even asking him, they have found the drummer of their dreams uh-uh. live on air. That's how he found out he was oh, in the band. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of my favorites. When Ozzy leaves Black Sabbath, Mm -hmm. he obviously advertises. And I'm sure since his father-in-law and his wife, Sharon, are in the business, I don't think this went out over Variety magazine or anything. They were pulling in people, hey, we need a new guitarist to play with Ozzy. Well, if you listen to Ozzy, he's really not Black Sabbath. It's a a more pop-based thing. 
So apparently, after listening to a hundred different Tony Iommi impersonators, you know, Tony Iommi is the guitarist for Black Sabbath. Right, These right. These big, fat, Gibson slabby chords. Slabby chords. After listening to every guy that sounded just like Tony Iommi, mm-hmm. Randy Rhodes comes in, and all he did was sit down with a little practice amp and begin running scales to get ready. Ozzy walks over, taps him on the shoulder, gave him the job. Ooh. He never actually auditioned. Now, someone's going to say, Joe, there's an audition tape. I don't doubt it, but my assumption is Ozzy never heard it. Sharon heard it and said, okay, come on down. Wow. We'll take a look at it. In fact, Sharon even said when he walked in, he was so pretty. I thought for a second he was a girl. <laughs> we got to get this guy in the band. It's Randy and Ozzy here on Rock School. Mr. Crowley. Talking about auditions that worked, and later on we'll talk about auditions that did not work. Roxy Music, you know them? Yes, I do. Great album covers. Melody Maker, they put an advert in there that said, The perfect guitarist for an avant rock group. Original, creative, adaptable, melodic, fast, slow, elegant, witty, scary, stable, tricky. Only quality musicians should apply. Great. 20 people show up. A guy named Phil O'List got the gig. The person who tried out before Phil, his name was Phil Manzernera, and he was only good enough to become a roadie. Mm-mm. Well, the problem is, O-List was a bit much of a party animal, and this other guy, Phil, knew the songs. So there you go. That's how he got into the band. Wow. <laughs> the That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Flowers of The Killers. It says here, the only thing that guitarist Dave Kooning asked for when he put an ad in the Las Vegas newspaper for musician was that all applicants must be a fan of Oasis. Well, despite growing up in a small town where AM radio was the only thing that existed, Brandon Flowers happened to be a big fan of Oasis. They showed up, and the first song they worked on together became Mr. Brightside, one of their biggest hits. Wow. You know, that exact same story goes... With Van Halen, Dave had left the group, and they didn't know what to do. They were just trying out all these different singers. Mm -hmm. And the guy who did mechanical work on both Eddie's car and Sammy's car said to Eddie, when he brought his car in to get it repaired, he said, why don't you call Sammy? Dave said, give me, or Ed said, give me his number. You're kidding. So they had him come over, and apparently the first album with him, 5150, was basically written, but it was only music. So he starts scatting around. Now, they re-recorded the vocals, but almost the entire lyric set to some of the songs on the uh, on the first album, uh-huh. specifically, well, the first album with Sammy, 5150, especially the song Summer Nights, were the lyrics that he just scatted around. And one of the things that made the other band members in Van Halen choose him was because, is, who is this guy? Wow. He's insane. He's making up hit lyrics off the top of his head. Goodness. So that's, that's how he got into that. All right, let's talk about Brian Johnson. Obviously, when Bon Scott dies, ACDC needed a new lead singer. I'm positive they discussed 
not continuing, but they were so young in their career. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see what happens. So here's what happened. Brian Johnson was living with his parents, 32 years old, singing for a band called Gordy. He told his mom, I'm going to give music another six months and then I'm done. I got a chance to go sell automobiles, get my own apartment, blah, blah, blah. Producer Mutt Lang told ACDC they needed to try this guy out. So he got a phone call and said, get out of here. ACDC, really? You're calling me? I don't know who you are. This isn't funny. Stop the joking. Yeah, let's not do this. Shortly after, a guy shows up at the front door with a certified piece of mail or whatever they call it in the UK Uh and said, this is a plane ticket to go down where ACDC is recording. Whoa. Would you please go and try out for the band? And that's how he got into the band. Thank goodness he did, huh? ACDC, Akidaki here on Rock School. You know, that story of uh, the plane ticket showing up reminds me of what my parents did to me. I had no intention of going to college. I know that sounds ridiculous because I'm a university professor now, but I was going to be a rock star, Mm -hmm. which would have meant I would have been in the band Gordy and no one would have sent me anything and our lead singer would have left and we would have broken up and I'd have gone to play with Rick and the Rockets or something like that. But I just said to my parents, I'm not going to college. I'm going to go be a rock star and all that. And they they gave me a plane ticket. They said, we'll buy you a car. Oh, okay. Now, let's be honest. It was a 79 white Camaro with a 354 barrel. Which you wish you had now. Powder blue interior. Oh. But when you press the gas pedal, many hooves beat the ground. And that's the whole reason I went to college. Anywho, David Gilmore. Now, most people know the idea that Gilmore replaced Sid Barrett when he started having, Sid Barrett that is, when he started having mental episodes. What they think, or the story that I've heard multiple times, is that Gilmore was only there to replace him if he was having an episode, and after a while the band just stopped picking up Sid. It's, it's a good story, but it's not what happened. When Barrett's mental illness took over, it was suggested they try out this guitarist that everyone knew, David Gilmore. So what was decided was the band decided, hey, look, we should bring in Gilmore. He's a better guitarist, but we don't know about writing skills. So the thought was that Barrett would simply become the songwriter for the group, and then the four that you know would be the performers. The problem is Barrett was never able to create music. And honestly, they started writing songs about him. Shine on, you crazy diamond. Have a cigar. And all of that. Great songs. Welcome to the machine. Who's listening to us here on the Rock School Radio Show? KRSC, Claire Moore, Oklahoma. Excellent. Back in a minute on Rock School. Hey, 
Rock School listener, believe it or not, I put out an album. Well, it's the fourth album, but the fact still remains I put out an album, and I'd like you to listen to it. Go to your favorite streaming service, I'm on all of them, and search Joe Burns Tools of the Trade. Once again, Joe Burns Tools of the Trade. It's 18 songs. It was produced in this studio right here. I play all the instruments. I sing all the parts. And I'd like you to listen. Once again, favorite streaming service. Search Joe Burns, Tools of the Trade. Thanks. Coming out of the break, let's talk about some auditions that uh, failed, did not go as well as. Do you know who Maynard James Keenan is? Mm, I think he's the Tool guy, right? Yeah, lead singer for Tool. Really weird time signatures and such. I mean, you could dance to it if you wanted, but you'd look weird doing it. He tries out for Rage Against the Machine, which is now being led by Zach De La Roca. The thing was, he didn't. He, they liked him. They didn't take their, he didn't take the gig because he wanted to have fun, make music, meet chicks. And Rage Against the Machine is nothing if not angry at the world. Yeah, they are. And I'm just, we gotta do something. Hey, hey, Ch- hey, hey. Change it now, change it now. Shrimp, just gonna have a beer. Walk over here. Beer? Uh, no beer, wine. <laughs> no beer. We're gonna have right. a glass of wine. Wine, he's into wine, yeah. Uh, Les Claypool tried out for Metallica. Les Claypool of uh, Primus. Why, no one's got a big brown beaver and she carries it all around. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He tried out and it took a while, but James Hetfield was interviewed saying, how come he didn't get the job? And he said he was too good. (gasps) How good do you have to be to make the musicians of Metallica go, you're too yeah, good. Yeah, no, you're too you're, good. You're too good. <laughs> you, you, no, that no. is the worst excuse I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. I will make you a thousand dollar bet. It's not an excuse. Les Claypool is ridiculous. They would have had to have made the bass more of a lead instrument. Mm-hmm. See, you you could have an Eddie Van Halen and a David Lee Roth, but you couldn't have Les Claypool. And Eddie Van Halen, they would constantly fight one another. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So I yep. think it's it's right, but still, think about it. How good do you have to be to make Metallica? Uh-huh. You're you're too good. Remember the band Poison? Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. Skinny. Ba, 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 ba. Right. That was their big hit. No, it wasn't. Slash auditioned for Poison. No, he because, did not. Yeah. Got rejected and reportedly became very angry at the band and has had some, what do you call it, grudge against them. Brett Michaels mm-hmm. was asked, what? I heard that he tried it. What's the problem? Here's what he said. Slash is one of my all-time favorite guitar players, and I believe he would have steered our sound far more to the Aerosmith direction. That's not what we wanted to be. You see, he's the same guy you see today. What you see is what you get. On stage, off stage, that's him. True. It never really gave us a chance to work it out. We wanted to do hard rock, but we wanted it to be pop. Mm-hmm. So here comes this guy, C.C. DeVille, 
He was just the best choice for the band. Hard pop pop. Yeah, too too bad he turned out to be a, well, what's it called? Drug addict. Oh, right. Not yeah, bad. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's poison here on Rock School. Coming into the bottom of the hour, my name is Joe Burns. You are Tammy Burns. All right, we're going to do seven days here in just a couple minutes. But first, what about this one? Dimebag Daryl of Pantera. You know him, right? Right. Yes, he tried out for Megadeth. In 1989, Daryl passed the audition for a lead guitarist. Now, you would think, why would Dave Mustaine want another person in the band who's that good? Well, that's kind of the way Megadeth is always set up. Mm-hmm. The two guitarists are that good. So I, I don't know that this would have changed the direction at all. Here's the concern. I think Megadeth is Dave Mustaine's band. Ooh, okay. And what Dave Mustaine says goes. Gotcha. Well, Dimebag Daryl said, I'm not coming into your band unless you also bring along drummer Vinnie Paul. And I get the feeling at that time, Dave Mustaine said, um, young man, you have no purview to tell us what we can do no. with this musical group of musicians oh. band type thing. Right. So let's do it. Seven days, 70 seconds, February 27th, all the way through March 5th. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. February 27th, 2019. T-Pain wins the first season of The Masked Singer. Who cares? February 28th, 1984, Michael Jackson is showered with Grammys for Thriller. Interestingly enough, did you know this? It's the same day he burned his head in the Pepsi commercial. Yes, I did. Did you know that? I did. March 1, 1985, thanks for Michael Jackson's ownership, Ford leases help for a car ad. It's the first time a Beatles song is licensed for a commercial. March 2nd, 1984, Spinal Tap is released into theaters. March 3rd, 1978, this information right here is brand new to me, <laughs> but Van Halen goes out on their first tour opening for Journey in Chicago. It will soon be fired and picked up by Black Sabbath. Yeah, you should look it up. There are great stories that the Van Halen brothers were taping fish to the roof. True. Uh, I believe it's true. I've heard it from multiple people. Uh, They were taping fish to the, the, the ceiling of Journey's roadies. And I've heard that they were kind of nasty to Steve, the lead singer. Yes. And apparently in retaliation, it was sort of Journey's groupies that were setting up the, oh, not groupies, but roadies, that were setting up the entire stage. Right. So Van Halen played with that. And what they would do is sort of sabotage their sound. And people who were working with Van Halen were pointing out to them, look, this is being turned off. And this that is, is terrible. Yeah, it was apparently not a good pairing. March 4th, 1993, 400 hopefuls show up to a London studio for the chance of being part of the new group, the Spice Girls. That's why we're doing the show today. And then March 5, 2009, Michael Jackson announces his This Is It concert at the O2 Arena. The problem is he will die before they get started. And that wraps up seven days in 70 seconds. Okay. J.J. French. 
give you a dollar if you can tell me who J.J. French is the guitarist for. I can't even, I can't even put it in my head. Twisted Sister. Ah. Now, this had to have been before Twisted Sister was formed. He was one of many people to audition for the band Kiss hmm. and apparently was given a second shot at it. Nice. Yeah, the problem is in the end, he lost. Ace Freely got the job and we got Twisted Sister. It's a fair trade. No, it's not, but it's it's a good trade. It's a good, it's a good trade. trade. Sure, we might have lost a little bit there. It's Twisted Sister on Rock School. Flash a light in the ground Coming into the second break, I got one you will believe and I got one you won't believe. Peter Chris, speaking of Kiss, mm -hmm. he is the drummer. Well, he tried out for Elton John's backing band. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. He actually flew to the UK to do the audition, but got rejected. That happens. You know, you step up, you take your swing, and you didn't get it. <laughs> now the one there is no way you're going to believe, but it's true because it is listed and explained inside of Tony Iommi's autobiography. Uh-oh. <laughs> you're not going to believe me. Black Sabbath needed a new lead singer. Again? So they auditioned Michael Bolton. Now, look. Stop. Now, look. No. I know who you know Michael Bolton is. The real pretty guy with the long hair who sings, you know, pretty songs and such. He started in a heavy metal band. He really did. Look it up. Really? Look up Michael Bolton. When we're in the commercial, I'll play you. Okay. Michael Bolton in a heavy metal band. As a matter of fact, I will, I will play a little bit for the audience right now. Go. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you know my else? gosh. You know who else was in a heavy metal band? Uh -uh. Billy Joel. No, he wasn't. I'm not kidding. But anyway, this is a quote from Tony Iommi. Me and Geezer had to rethink the whole thing. We had a million tapes sent from a million singers, and the vast majority of them were horrible. One of them was Michael Bolton. I didn't know him at the time. Nobody did. We had Michael come in and had him sing Heaven and Hell and War Pigs and Neon Knights. He was quite good, but wasn't exactly what we were looking for then. We dropped a real bollock there, didn't we? Michael Bolton, can you imagine? That's a little bit of a mistake. There you go. <laughs> That's the truth. All right. Oh, Who's lovely. listening to us on this here radio station? WXZY Kane PA. Beautiful. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener, what did you do over your Christmas holiday? Well, I put out an album. I'd like you to listen to it as well. Do me a favor, go to your favorite streaming service and type Joe Burns Tools of the Trade. 
Once again, Joe Burns, Tools of the Trade. It's on every streaming service. It's 18 songs, and it's all me, and it was produced in this studio. Give a listen to it. Tell me what you think. Once again, search Joe Burns, Tools of the Trade. Thanks for listening. out of the break we're gonna talk in just a minute about tv talent shows but this is one that's kind of left over i don't know why i didn't get to it steven tyler tried out for led zeppelin i i i know i don't get it either it says here tyler auditioned for and was rejected from a possible led zeppelin reunion which blatantly never happened according to steven he sang every song from black dog up and down through every single one you know wow steven said quote i don't think a band like theirs needs a singer like me they already have the best they were the best and in fact there is no genre for what led zeppelin does other than led zeppelin Uh all i can think that obviously there was no John Bonham, so it had to be John Paul Jones and Jimmy Page, and of course there wouldn't have been the lead singer. Right. So I, it's a reunion because those two guys were getting together. I've I've never heard of that before. I started researching this show. Had you? No. No. Nah. Okay. Look. It's not just auditions that win or lose, fail, succeed. It's also these TV talent shows. Do you remember Star Search? Of course I do. I mean, I'm thinking, is that the first one? I'm sure somebody will be able Mm. to tell me another one. But that's the earliest one that I remember. Uh, Little Mix uh, made history in 2011 when they became the first band ever to win the X Factor. Do you have any idea who they are? No. No, they're popular in, I don't know, Japan. Uh, Beyonce, <laughs> one of the world's biggest superstars. But yep. first, she found fame on Star Search. Sweet. 1993, she placed. One Direction, One Direction uh, came about because of the X Factor. Hmm? Britney Spears uh, appeared on Star Search mm-hmm. at just the age of 11. And speaking of Britney Spears, Christina Aguilara right. appeared on Star Search. Right, I knew that. Speaking of Christina Aguilar and Britney, Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. appeared on Star Search. Right. In 1992, singing a country song, wearing what they call a Canadian tuxedo, which is Gene Everything. And the one we're going to play, Adam Lambert, he took second place. It seems like you have to lose. If you're not Kelly Clarkson, you have to lose American Idol and The Voice and yes. all of that to do better. Absolutely. You, you got to come in like in the top 10, but if don't you, win it. No, don't win. Yeah, because all the luck was taken by Kelly Clarkson, hmm. who's, who's now doing Wayfair commercials. But Adam Lambert took second place mm-hmm. on American Idol back in 2009. And I'll be honest with you, he was flashy and, and, and sort of glitzy. And I thought, yeah, it's okay. It's back when we still used to watch these things. Right. I thought he's okay. And, you know, he's going to get into some band. He'll have a hit and a half, and that'll be that. Then he gets picked up to be the lead singer of a reformed queen. And he's great. Very good. He's not good. He's great. Here's Adam Lambert and Queen on Rock School.
Okay, last break. Let us do just a few more here, talking about auditions and such. Remember Jordan Sparks? Oh, I do. Do you really? Yes. Wow. I thought you wouldn't remember him because he actually won uh-huh. American Idol yep. and thus would not have had a career because you're not supposed to win these things. No. Carly Rae Jepsen, she had massive success with her hit, Call Me Maybe. Oh, I do. I know that song. Yep. Yep. She came third on Canadian Idol. Yes, Canadian Idol. It was her and Rush and Nickelback, mm. Canadian Idol. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, she finished seventh. See, don't win. Don't win, don't Jennifer. Win. She finishes seventh on American Idol back in 2004, off to Broadway. I think she won. I think she won for her part in Dreamgirls. Yes, she did. It was, a, it was an Oscar, right? Right. Yeah, because she was in the, the movie for it. And now she's got a daytime television show. Oh, she is so successful. I was going to say, you can laugh all you want at Mm -hmm. her daytime television show, but she's making three, four million dollars a year, and you're still working at the Dairy Queen. That's right. Let's not pretend she's the loser here. And Susan Boyle shot to fame when she appeared on Britain's Got Talent in 2009. You know she's still selling places out in the UK? Really? Not so much here. But she goes out, you know, she sings classics mm-hmm. the big one was i dreamed a dream you know that she's still selling places out that's amazing that is ridiculous and the one we're going to finish on remember never win american idol unless you're who i've said it seven times oh i don't know never win american idol unless you're kelly clarkson oh then you can win american idol and once again tons of hits mm-hmm. wayfair and I love that she's finally said, I'm a little tired of starving myself to be thin. Yeah. I like hot dogs. <laughs> and so, and everybody loves her. And she's got the daytime television show. Sure, make fun of her all you want. Right. Who's going home with millions of dollars? Her Kelly radio. is. She is. So I'll play one by Kelly Clarkson. That'll wrap it up. I'm Joe Burns. You I'm, are? I'm Tammy Burns. Done. Class is dismissed. Yes, this means you're sorry.